Vicious. Hello everybody, welcome again to the New York Talk. We have another member of the double promotion team with us again today. Uh, we've got Michael O'Connor joining us today. Thank you for joining us. No uh, and we've got Mick with us as well, so as always. Yeah, I just sit here, Mick <laughs> 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 Um I always start with, where, where was life taking you now, Michael? A couple of, come oh. on, we, what, we, almost 10 years after still signing from those, where, where are you now? Yeah. I, feel, I feel old now. Um, <laughs> back in back home now. I moved back. Um, moved back to Ireland, Northern Ireland last year. Um, as you have the COVID and that, I just didn't know what way was going on over there. My plan was to move back, back home at some mm. stage. So um, I finally, finally done it. So I'm back, back home now. Playing, still trying to play football. <laughs> and you were saying before we started recording that you've had a, a similar to Rotherham, the back end of your season. Northern Ireland has been chaotic. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. We had, um, I think we started a month later, and then around Christmas time, we had like four or five weeks where it was just there were no games. So mm. for I think the last six, seven, eight weeks, we were playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesdays, and then the, the Irish the Irish Cup was on as well. It's like the FA Cup over here. Yeah, um, that was like. Like the semi final was on a Wednesday, Thursday, and the, and the final was on like a Friday or a Saturday, like a two day turnaround. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's mad. And you have to consider, like, these lads are, I think, there's only two full time teams that are full time. The rest no. of the time, so you have lads out on the, they're like, Bricklane or mm. doing what they're doing, working from like six in the morning till four, and then having to go to the game. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. When we think of it tough in, in England, and we have it, we have, we have it tough, but. They have to go do another job while they're doing it, haven't they? Yeah, do a proper job in the morning. <laughs> um, so let's go back all the years when you first signed for Rotherham United, uh, summer of 2012, so nine years ago. Um, yeah. What was the sell? So you because you dropped down a league, didn't you? We talked about this with Carrie Arneson. A lot of players either dropped down a stand or dropped down a league. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember at the time being pretty impressed that we were attracting people who have played pretty well in League One mm-hmm. and they're happy to come and drop down to play for Rotherham in League Two. How easy a decision was it? Was the, did it take a lot of convincing? Um, not, not really, no. No, obviously um, when I heard there was interest from, from Steve Evans and Rotherham, I was even on Google and I seen like there was a brand new stadium, um, mm. stuff like that there and they signed some, I think they signed three or four players before me, which were good players. Mm. So I spoke to the Chief Scout at Scunthorpe just said to him like our oh, rather interest he says you need to go he says they're going places like they're having the right go so as soon as as soon as he says that um i think my name was made up near nothing and then i met steve and basically uh saying did you how was stevens just to, to start on the first meeting you know when you first talked to him signing yeah. the club um was that the same stevens that was there when you first turned up to the first day of training it was, it was on the first day, but not not the second day. Not the second. Day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know he was listening. It's, you hear rumors about about him before saying, um, hmm. 
heard all sorts and I thought, you know, I'll, I'll go and speak to him and, and see what he's like. And mm. that time I met him, he was the nicest man in the world, honestly. Nicest man ever. Spoke to him for a good hour and a half about football. Um, showed me around uh, the stadium, around the training ground, mm. had a good chat. I thought, he's, he's all right. <laughs> what people were saying must be lies. And then I think it was day two or day three of pre-season, that's when he sort of seemed like the, the real Steve. I I sort of knew how to take him after the first week. Mm. A lot of players struggled. Um, he could get into people's heads very easy. But I was um, I was I was fine. But obviously, you had days where he was like, mm. too much. Do you know what I mean? But you just you, I just learned to, to know how to play him. Do you know what I mean? And, and what to do? He was fine. Mate. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before. The high turn, there was a very high turnover of players when he when he was our manager. Do you think that's because just some people just couldn't really deal with his intensity and his methods? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think I think the League Two season. I think we must have brought out about forty players. <laughs> and that that's it was mad. Like it's January, and then we had five or six in, five or six out, and then. It was just mad, but to be fair, he kept he kept the core of the team, mm. like the ones that were starting week in week out, had good partnerships and that. So that seen as soon he brought he brought some good players in that sort of helped us when he had injuries and suspensions. But no, it's it was it was a it was different from what I was used to. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so obviously, I had Nigel Atkins as my manager, nicest guy in football. It's good for I had Steve Holland and Dario Grady at the crew. Both lovely yeah. fellas, and then I was here, Steve, like <laughs> on the other end of the scale. But I was, it, was big, it was sort of a shock to me, but you know, where I'm from and how I was brought up, I'm used to people like that, so yeah. I just get on with it. Um, did it if I knew you at the time you were in around the international setup, didn't when you played for us, if you play a few times for international, was there a worry from your side that dropping down to League Two is would do you think whether it's going to affect your international career at all? Um, no, no, I didn't think about months. Uh, I was st- still in the squads. I um, mm. still got picked the squads at the start. And then there was one squad we were playing. And I remember Rotherham were playing. We were play- Rotherham were playing Bradford at, I think it was at home. Was it the FA Cup or something? The Carling Cup? I think we beat them 3 3 0. But there was an international game yeah. that week and I pulled out because I said I was injured. Mm. And then I ended up playing for Bradford. I ended up playing for Rotherham against Bradford, and the manager going, <laughs> "I was like, I thought you were injured." So yeah. I think after that, I didn't. I was sort of on the fringes of the Ireland squad and sort of getting called up and then left out. So I think that played a big part in me, sort of mm. just going away from the scene. No, I mean it's interesting that it, it, you talk about Steve Evans and, and as, as a manager, and I, I, like as, as Matt said, we spoke to Ben Pringle and mm-hmm. Kerry Anderson in the last couple of uh, weeks. So. And I look as obviously a non-footballing person, and, and and look at him, and the stories I hear about him as a gaffer, as a boss. I don't know. I don't know how people can do it. I mean, I'm sure you know in, in his in his downtime, in his pleasant periods, he's a lovely bloke, and he, yeah. he definitely comes across that way. There's, yeah. there's no doubt about it. But as a gaffer, I just it would get. I would be one of those that it got in my head. Definitely. He, he did it at the time. Every 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 day there was something. Honestly, every day you had something. And see, at the time you're thinking, Fuck, I, can't, I, can't be, I can't deal with this. But see, now looking back, mm. that was the best two years 
my career was <laughs> just the stories every day. There was something like I looking back now, it was it was definitely the best two years of my, my career, just being around and obviously the lads, like it was a great mm. squad with good set of lads that stuck together and you know, it was it was unbelievable. But no, nah, that was that was, that two years was stories like there's like a there's a book in there right like I'm thinking about writing a book on it <laughs> like someone <else. laughs> well like I, said, I suppose it brings players together doesn't it because it's not against the manager but you've it sort of is at times I suppose the players have got yeah. got to be together if you've yeah. got somebody like that that can be at you a lot yeah yeah that definitely was like we're stuck together there was a stage where like there were, every day there was someone else thinking I've had enough I can't, I can't do this anymore I'm gone and then the next day he'd be all right, and then someone else would be like, "Ah, oh, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm fun enough." And then it just—it was every day, and you know, it was—it was. It was it's funny now looking back, but the ten years, mm. oh my God, another thing. But that's obviously like most of the lads knew how to deal with them. Like the more yeah. experienced lads, the lads that sort of been there and done it. But it was young lads coming through the sort of youth that Steve brought in, like the youth. There was a young lad called Nicky Walker. Don't know if he played one or two of Yeah, but I'm here. Yeah, not not the smartest kid. Like he stick his his nickname's Brains, so that sort of explains like he's not the smartest. But he, he came in on a on a Friday before a game. He done like a five aside, done a warm up, pass and drill, five aside, few games, and he he trained this Friday first time. Young kid came in, and he was like Ronaldo and Messi rolled into one in these games. He was unbelievable. And see, within four weeks, Steve turned him from Ronaldo Messi in the Conference North player. Just because he didn't have the mental strength to, to deal with yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Um, but he he he's done all right, obviously. But I say when he first came in, we thought this kid's got a chance, and mm. he just couldn't he just couldn't deal with the mental side of being under Steve. Yeah. Which some did and some didn't, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, when we went to championship, John Swift came in on loan. Yeah. He came on the game and looked amazing. He played. Mm another game and then we did see him literally did see him again and but he's got on to a brilliant career championship yeah yeah, yeah. it's crazy um, it? it's, it's, you, get the, the be, you get the best technical player in the world but if you mm. don't have the mental strength to deal with big steve then you're you're out the door you couldn't you couldn't deal with it, it it's you were gone mm. yeah I'm sure we'll come back to Steve in a minute. When you first came to us, moving to a brand new spanking stadium, um, I know Scunthorpe's a great place to go watch as a fan, but it's an old stadium. To yeah. come to New York, and that's your home ground every week, it must have been fantastic. In the first game of the season, when the fans were yeah. you know, rocking, it must have been a great game to play in, because it's just... Everything went well as well. We won as well, obviously. Yeah, I think it was Bernardo. Was it 3-1 or something? Yeah, 3-0. Uh, 3-0. Yeah, I remember that. Mm. In the pre-season, I think, pre-season, we played Hearts at home. Mm. There was about six or 7,000 at that game. And the atmosphere yeah. was decent for a pre-season. We thought, this is decent. And then the first game of the season, there was, was it 10,000 sell-out? Small like that, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Um, uh, first game and... You know, it was big. It was massive for us to get off the winning start at brand new stadium, um, mm. which helped. But then after that, we sort of two or three games after that, we sort of struggled. Um, a few bad results, and then we just kicked in the gear. And you know, it was it was a long season, like, but mm. we got through. Yeah, um, the first game where we sort of saw what you could produce was the Bradford game at home, where yeah. you scored a very early goal. And 
we've been asked to ask you a lot. That goal you scored against Bradford, there's that one and, and Stevenage away, which people are sort of saying your best goal. Which, what was your favourite goal for the Millers? Um, it'd have to be it'd have to be the Bradford one. That was the best trick. I think it was 25 mm. yards out. So the Stevenage mm. one was a good goal, but I think the celebration that we took that goal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <kept> that one. <laughs> it's that one. Yeah. Uh, Funny you should mention that. that. <laughs> I still get the grounds man uh, texting me asking for uh, money for the, the ground report <laughs> I, don't I don't know what I was doing I don't know what I was doing that one uh, yeah, yeah uh, that's, the, uh, that's, the best, that, that's the best strike I remember it was like it was early on it was like three minutes in or something yeah. I remember Pring's, Pring's so, I think it was Pring's sort of giving like a bouncing ball and took a touch mm. But 25 yards out, and I just fall smash this and caught it so sweet. Mm. And yeah, it was uh, that was that was a big that was a big one for us against Bradford. As a local sort of local derby, you know, it's it was a big one for us. That. Yeah, they didn't like Steve Evans either, did the Bradford? They had a thing thing with him yeah. as well, didn't they? So that added to the spice. Yeah, it was, um, it was something there. Yeah. I think Gareth, Gareth Evans scored as well, and he went and celebrated in front of yeah. Bradford fans, which. Yeah, just a great day. I chipped the ball back post, and he, I think Gaz got two that game. I think he made a score. Yeah, he did, yeah. Celebrate, went behind the goal and run across the away yeah. fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then a couple of games later, um, one of the most difficult games of the season, certainly as a fan, the Port Vale game, um, the 6-2 defeat. We 4 mm. down inside 20 minutes, the almost reversal of the Bradford game. Um yeah. As a fan, it was just tough, really tough to watch. Yeah. Is it when you're in the game? Is it easy to sort of think, "Well, this is wrong, this is wrong, that's wrong. We should have done this," or was it just a whirlwind? It was just a whirlwind. Honestly, it's, it was just one of them games where every time they attacked, they scored. I think Pope, I think Tom Pope got a hat trick in the first four altogether. Yeah, didn't four he? in the end. Best <laughs> thing about it, I met because I, I played with uh, uh, the Pope at crew years ago. Mm. And I was planning on staying down with him afterwards, like down at his house in Stoke and having yeah. the night out. But come to 4-0, I'm saying to him, you fucking stop scoring it. I'm not going to hurt the night you keep scoring. So, no, it was just, well, I think we got it back to 4-2. And I thought, mm. there might be a chance here. And then they just scored again. And it was just one of them days. It was like 35 degree heat and the pitch was sticky. And they were just, they just out for us that day. They just wanted them. What kind of stuff was that? Uh, and Ben Pringle tells us that Steve wasn't very happy. I did a training early the next day and yeah. uh, a, bit, a bit of chaos as, as per. Yeah. Next day, I think we're in for a half seven, eight o'clock. Uh, we'll have the meeting. What's the video? What's the video of the game back? which lasted mm. about two minutes. And then I think it was Nobes, David Noble. He had to go with Nobes for a pass or something he'd done in the game. Mm. And Nobes like, was like, ah, oh, that's some. Not having this, so they just kicked off because <laughs> Steve kept it all about. Obviously, Croy would have done this and Croy would have done that. And they was like, It's not all about Croy, they're a pub team. Like, that's not all about it. Like that. And then I've been going back and forward, and Nobs like just got up and says, Ah, I've had enough. Like, give me my, my registration, I'll leave. And then fa- it was about quiet. And then five minutes later, he heard a knock on the door, like, What's this? Nobs came back and says like, ah, uh, he said he came back and said something else. We thought, oh, 
Right, there we go again. So kicked off again, and then <laughs> no, just gone for like three weeks. Came back in and get back in the team. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, he, he must have told me during the two years I was there, he told me at least, I'd say at least five or six times I won't play from again. Yeah. He told, told me that, told me that, sent me from training five or six times, you won't play from again. Next day is my best mate. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was that, you just couldn't read him to you, couldn't he? was just, just mad. <laughs> in the last game of the season before Aldershot, remember the League Two, the last game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, um, something happened in training on the, the Friday, and uh, I get sent in for training. I get sent in. What, I won't play again. And then, obviously, the next day, I play. <laughs> <I'm a bit. laughs> I, just, I just knew how I knew he said that, I'd just take a pinch of salt. And, uh, yeah. yeah, but no, I get on well with him, you know. Even even now, like he rang me, I'd answer the phone to him and speak to him. Mm. Yeah. He gave me a chance, you know, he, he gave me a chance to win them back to back promotions. Without him, I would have done it. So yeah. I, was, I owe him a lot for that. No mm. <laughs> um, we play, you play with some fantastic players, but one, one thing which we've always all can't argue is Steve Evans built, brought in some fantastic players, mm-hmm. and that midfield in League Two was absolutely fantastic. Uh, one of the fan questions we've got is, um, who did you prefer playing in the middle, midfield, uh, Noble Arnie or Frex? At this point, is it, who was your best midfield partner that you play with in the time of the Millers? Um, obviously, they're all, they're all completely different. Completely yeah. Different players. Um, I think Ar- Arnie played more centre-back, so I think I played once of Arnie midfield the, mm. whole, the whole time I was there. I think Frex I played with the most. In that league one season, he was, he was the best kind of league by a country man. He won his promotion that year. Honestly, it was it was unbelievable. And Nobes was just you knew you could get give Nobes the ball anywhere. Three mm. players around him, you take it off, you take it and keep the ball for you. So yeah. I would say Frax, because we're going to play with Frax at Lincoln as well. Mm. And we travelled in together so we knew each other off the pitch. And on the pitch we had a good relationship. So I would say I would say Frax. Especially after the league one season, he was with the class. Yeah, yeah, 100% agree with you. Yeah, love Frex. Yeah, um, 100%. <laughs> Club legend. He is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest, I mean, I, I've watched Rotherham United for God, uh, <coughs> how many years? <laughs> 50 plus years. Uh, and, and if I had to pick a top two or three players, Frex would definitely be near the top, near the top of the top three because I, I just. Absolutely adored the man as a footballer. What it just it just made such a difference. He had everything. He had everything. Like he box to box, up and down, fittest player I've played with. Um, technically unbelievable. Like he's it's underrated how good technically he is because he's so busy, like up and down. Mm. But on the ball, he never lost the ball. Kept it simple. Scored much goals. He scored loads of goals for other released top ends, headers. You know, he had he had everything for a. Top top, some of the Yeah, I was surprised they came to us in League Two. I was, I was really surprised they came to us in, and thankfully yeah, he didn't. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think he was playing at Peterborough. I think he had a fall with. Yeah, I think he was meant to saying it was going on. I think it was like three or four weeks that was going on for him where he was saying right. he wasn't, then he was, then he wasn't, mm. and then he showed up one day. And I think that. They were sending him on loan first with a few departments. Yeah. It was one of them. Sent him October, but I think it's happened yeah. in January, I think. January, same permit. Yeah. Good saying that. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, we talked about the 6-2. There was also the 5-0 loss to Dagenham. There was a 3-0 loss to Southend at home. Well, Southend went nowhere that year. Um, it was a difficult... It wasn't an easy season, was it? Uh, it was the times where you thought, this is just not going to work. You know, we're pick, losing against teams we shouldn't be losing against. Uh, was there any time of real worry that the promotion just weren't going to happen? I think it was before walking away. Six games to go, maybe seven. Mm. Heading away, and I think we were good two, maybe two or three points outside the playoffs. But the playoffs was tight. I just think mm. Gillingham, they were they were on the way of it. They were yeah. nice there. But that was seven games to go, and we thought we, we might struggle in the playoffs here. And then since I think we beat, beat Morton away, and then we won the next five or six on the bounce, which mm. got us promoted. But at that stage, we, we were so inconsistent. Like we were winning two or three and then losing the draw, and then winning one or two and then losing the draw. We couldn't get our own going. And then obviously, the last six games, whatever it was, we just we just hit form and just didn't look like losing. You know, when you suddenly hit form like that, does, does is it noticeable that something's just clicked? Or does does it just sort of continue? The momentum carries you, carries that's you that, through. That's what it is, momentum, just winning games, you know, just getting that winning mentality. Um, we just couldn't do it throughout the season. We're going on like two or three winning runs, mm. like winning games, and then losing a couple, and then winning. But once once we won two or three towards the end, I thought it's the business end of the season. We need to we need to start winning all these games of football to get automatic promotion. And we just went on done it, and then yeah, it was, that was it. Mm. Um, and we talked to Frex and Pringle and Arnie about the Bradford game. Um, just goes down in Rodham folklore. What was that like to play? And imagine. It was an absolute battle. Was the, I think I played thirty minutes. I I get taken off after thirty minutes. I get the left I back. Like, yeah, dummy yeah. like the like my lower back mm. move. So I come off, but that first thirty minutes, I think I touched the ball three times. But it was with my head as well, not not my foot. <laughs> <laughs> it was just one of the games where you just had to roll your sleeves up. The pitch was awful. Mm. Um, you just it was just horrible. It always was against Bradford. They had the big lad up top, Hanson. Yeah. Hanson Naki Wells, which as a partnership they were they were they were very good. Mm-hmm. Um so they, their their game plan was to go back to front, miss out the midfield and play like that. So you knew in the end games as a midfielder you weren't you just had to win your own battle and, and, and that was it, really. But that mm-hmm. was that was good. I remember watching the goal. I was behind. I was at the side for the goal when their keeper came up to the corner. Mm-hmm. I think we've cleared it, and Kieran's run the full end of the pitch and scored. And the away fans, I that's that's the best like away support I've ever seen. <laughs> that in, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it took, it took weeks for uh, weeks for the injuries to shins for uh, shins to be top tier, lower tier. Why well, for the top tier? We're going to like. That was massive for us. But even yeah. after that game, we had a tough one after that. I think it was Plymouth away. Plymouth away, yeah. That was, that was a tough one. I think we went there and we beat them in 1-0, maybe. I think Kieran scored again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. the last two months, you know, you're looking for someone to, to get us over the line. And he was the man. Mm-hmm. He was the man. He was in the team the whole season. Come the last two months, he got his chance and he... He scored a lot of goals towards the end. Told us. Mm. Uh, and then the final game of the season, the big one, uh, older shot at home. Mm. On paper, we should have won comfortably because they were bottom of the league. They obviously ended up getting relegated. Um, 
as a player, what what's the build up to a big game like that? Because that's your season's coming down to a game. It's like almost like a playoff final. Yeah. This is it. Uh, yeah. Uh, you won't believe me. The build up. Me and me and Frax went to the Crucible on the Friday to watch a snooker. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst hour and a half of my life. You couldn't you couldn't breathe or sneeze or do anything. We, we done we done that, and then obviously the build up. There was no there was no difference in the build up to any other game. Mm. Like not on the training pitch. Obviously lads were probably nervous, but we knew going into that game. Like I think we knew we were going to win. You know, mm. not 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 with arrogance. Just when we won the last five or six games, we're playing well. They're um they're bombing the, the league. Um, but they had none to play for, which makes it dangerous. You know, they had mm. they had a free hit really. Um, but no, it was it was a tough game. I think was it Mull, Johnny Mullins scored that game. First one. Johnny Mullins, I think after only I took an hour, it was all sixty-four minutes. Yeah. The goal. yeah, it was dragging on a bit at nights, and then I think Frack scored that one where the whole pitch came on top of us once he scored. <laughs> uh, it was, I was I was I was just behind him at that time, and as I mm. seen it get in, I seen the fans. And I have turned around the other way to sprint the other way. Quite a few of fans came up, but no, I was I was that was some day that I was unbelievable. Yeah, mm. was, yeah, a very special day. Yeah. Um, I also you had a, you, the club around you with a trip to Vegas. Uh, were you part of the group that, that went out a few days away? No, I, I didn't go. I, oh. I, won't, I won't let Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. won't let me go. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I, I had a I had a holiday book. I had a holiday book with uh, the family, missing kids. So I didn't I didn't tell her about Vegas because I knew it would have been no. So yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think I think there was about. 12, 13, the lads went. Obviously, lads had holidays booked already. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't have loved their event. Um, but no, I didn't, didn't go. But what I've heard of afterwards, they've had a good time. Mm. And what were the celebration? Because the week, the, week, the week after the game, they had the Port Warren testimonial the week after. Yeah. Were you part, were you part of that? Was that a yeah. good week leading up to that, I imagine? Yeah. Well, I think it was on the drink for like three days after the last game of the season. <laughs> so I, was, I couldn't run the morning's testimonial. <laughs> I was actually doing um, But no, it was a good day for Warney. Obviously, hmm. he was, I've always said, I think if Warney wasn't there, we wouldn't have got that back to back promotions. Hmm. I don't think he was, he was the one that kept the lads like sane, if you want to say, like between Steve, because hmm. Steve was obviously going off. One of Warney was like with the lads, but he was with Steve as well. Do you know what I mean? He was a middleman. Yeah. But. No, Warney absolutely led, absolutely led. You, know, you couldn't say a bad word about Warney and what he's done now, rather, it's unbelievable. Yeah, well, I would ask that everybody we've spoken to says that not surprised at all that he's gone and gone being a manager, but mm-hmm. him himself, but before he took the job, was sort of like, I think I've had you know, the stress and everything else, I'm not sure what, and he's took it over. And we've all right, we've gone down this season, we've had some struggles. Yeah. But yeah, for me, he has blossomed and he's he just, it, it suits him, if that sort of makes sense. Yeah, no, it definitely does. Have you, you see sometimes on Twitter, like some of the interviews he's got, he mm. just wears his heart on his sleeve. He's just rather, he's got rather blood on him. You know, he's, he wants to do well for the for the club. And he has, you know, you need to look at the clubs in the championship this year. Mm. It's a hard league to be in, especially, no offence to Rotherham, like, I'd love him to stay championship, but... It's not as big as a club as the Derby's. Even they struggle. The Derby's, the Cardiff's, the Norwich's, the Brentford's. You know, it's the list goes on. <laughs> it, yeah. Every club, every club in the championship yeah. has 
I'd say two, three, four times a bigger budget, even more as Rotherham. Yeah. So Morley done to take the last game of the season. That that's a big achievement. It'd be two minutes away from keeping the club in the championship. Not many, not many people could have done that. Not many. No. I agree. Completely agree. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> um the second season uh, for you they're in the league one season. Um is there ever a worry when you've got promotion because you're going up a league? We were all pretty confident we'd be at least safe. Um, but is there any worry that your position's under threat? Because of course you go to high league in theory you can attract that, uh, you know, yeah. higher caliber players. Mm-hmm. How much of a threat do you feel under it in that close season? Um, no, I, I was just looking forward to it. Obviously, obviously mm. I went to Rotherham to get promotion. And I knew mm. I was saying two years, so I knew first year we got promotion. I'd want to go on again. Obviously, I played League One for a couple of years at Scunthorpe and the Championship. So, you know, I was more I was more familiar with League One than League Two. Um, so, me personally, I didn't feel under pressure that someone's going to come and take take my place. Obviously, the better players you get in makes you play better and train better. Sort yeah. of to keep ahead in. Um, but no, we made made some good loan signings. You know, we had Tavs right back, who was unbelievable. Mm. Going on, had a great career. Mm. Um, you had Harris Fugic as well, who yeah, unbelievable, what a player! But he just couldn't be with the mental side of Steve, you know. Mm. He was night and yeah. at football, but um, yeah, just made some unbelievable sense that year. And we just, you know, we kept we kept the core of the team from League Two, which helped. We had the mm. partnership with Morgs and Arnie at the back. Um, you had me, Fraction, No, still. Still there with a couple of additions. Um, Nard started off and then he left. He was top goal scorer in the league too. Mm. But then he, he brought and Revs as well. So he, he done he kept he kept the core of the team and then just brought in brought in better players, which which got us up to where we were. Mm. Definitely. Um you started off the season basically playing every game. I think the first five games before the first international part you played virtually every minute. Um you then went off the international break. I never really got, I think, I think only four or five starts after that initial break that you sort of played again. Yeah. What sort of happened for that? Is there, a, I think I read some of you got injured during the international break and then yeah. was, that, was that part of it? Or yeah, no, I've done, done my groin. Um, I was sort of struggling with my groin for, for like two or three weeks before that, but playing through it. Yeah. Um, I, went, I went away and uh, I think we played Luxembourg away and they came on after like 10, 15 minutes. And then after like 80 minutes, I could hardly move my groin, but I couldn't come off. There was made the three subs, we were losing three two. Yeah. And I was just playing through it and it was it was, it was a bad not a bad one, but it was it wasn't wasn't great. Like my groin was in bits. Um mm. I got back and Steve wasn't happy that I played through it and it was out the door and then I think it was out for like four to six weeks with the groin. And then the lads were going like a I think it was like a 12 13 game unbeaten run or something or something like or 15 mm, game unbeaten. Yeah. yeah so i couldn't i couldn't get back to the team i was getting on for like 10 minutes here and 20 minutes there i just couldn't get back to the team and i couldn't even knock on his door and say like why am i not playing because the lads are winning games you know it's <laughs> you know but I, I i didn't mind i was happy to run in. i was obviously was disappointed to be sitting on the bench but i knew if i'm sitting on the bench then the team's doing well which i didn't, mm. I didn't mind um but yeah, I didn't, I didn't really get, get going again. I think when he made like 
as you say, four or five starts after that. There, yeah. But I was fit. I was fit. It was. I wasn't mm. injured. I just couldn't get the team because the lad was doing so well. So what I think. Mm. Which, yeah, like I say, shows if we can keep your bench. We're definitely doing something right because in League One, League Two, are our best yeah. better midfielders. Yeah, <laughs> it was just just that in the fence. You looked at the fence in that League One season. You know, any of them players could have gotten most League One teams. That's how mm. good that squad was in League One. Scary, yeah. Yeah. When did you start thinking of promotion as, as a group of group of players? Because obviously we didn't go into the season thinking we're going to go up. Like I said, I, we were, I don't know about you, Mick, but I was almost certain we weren't going to go down. I knew good players were good enough to, to take up. Um, when was promotion sort of start being talked of? I don't think we did talk about promotion months, honestly. Mm-hmm. Me, me personally, I think it was, I don't know if you remember the late Noreen game at home where Red scored later on. Yes, remember that? That's, that's what I was sitting there. I'm thinking, yes, we have a chance here because they, they were flying, they were doing well, mm, yeah. and we were on a good run as well. And once we beat Demons, I, th- I thought, personally, myself, I thought we, we, we've got a chance here. And then you get your place in the playoffs with two, I think it was two or three games to go, mm. we were guaranteed playoffs. Mm. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, it was from then I thought, we've got a chance. Mm. Um, something I do want to ask about on the New Year's Day game against Coventry, uh, mm-hmm. we ended up losing three yeah. one. Um, I remember it was Morgan got sent off for a ridiculous decision. Um, he fouled the player at three yards side, three yards outside box, and he gave a penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you missed the penalty. I remember Steve Evans out after the game being very pu- publicly critical, and I was really surprised that he came out because I'd not really done that before with many players. Mm-hmm. Um, I just just your, your, your what was your take on not just the miss penalties people miss penalties yeah yeah but the yeah. the whole Steve Evans thing after that was interesting oh, from the outside I, I was I was in the car listening to Radio Sheffield on the way back me and Frax hmm. and he came out and says ah oh, he'll never hit a penalty again and stuff like this I thought hmm. he's a prick honestly my head was gone in the car I was going to ring him and just think but I missed the penalty and you know that penalty would have made it two each I think they have broke. From the penalty and scored, yeah, to make it three one the last minute. So you know, it was it was good about that, and then for him to go out and say that made it ten times worse. Um, but that that that's that was Steve, you know, <laughs> that Steve, that's, that's him. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me at all from from what from what we've learned over the last couple of three weeks. That, that's, <laughs> I, yeah. What's, yeah. what's Steve Evans going to do now? I'll tell you what he's going to do. He's going to go on radio and he's going to say, you'll never play for me again. Or you'll never take a penalty again. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's basically what he'd done. You know, it's, yeah. but, you know, it was just one of the games where it was absolutely gutted after the game and he's mm-hmm. going mad in the change room. With Steve, see at half-time, see at half-time in games, if you're drawing mm-hmm. nil each or you're winning 1-0 but not playing too well, if you're walking in the tunnel and he's having a go at the fourth official, like go mad, you know, mm. we're going to get it here. For sure. yeah. Every time you, you, had a, you knew straight away we were going to get it. But mm. yeah, that, 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 that hurt me. I, I, I was, my head was gone with that one when he came out on mm. the radio and like, publicly says he won't take a penalty again, stuff like this. Mm. I mean, it wasn't as if meant to miss a penalty on purpose, it was, it was saved. Yeah. But yeah, um, that, was, that was him. That was him. It's easy to brush it off. Obviously, at the time your head's gone, but do you have to have a conversation with him, or are you, are you able, were you able to just sort of let it go after a day or two? 
No, I, I, I let it go. I knew, I knew if I went in on the Monday, there would have been a massive argument because mm. he would have still been hurting from the loss. Yeah. And obviously, I was still hurting from the penalty miss and what he says. So I think I, I, I just I just didn't go into him. You know, I just, just get on with training, stuff like that. On to we'll the playoffs. Um, well, the last, last four or five games of the season, like, we got in what, three or four games. The 6-4 against Wolves, I think, was the game that sort of sealed it for certain. Um, you played most of that game, I think, well, come off at sub late on. Minutes, that yeah. must have been... Chaos to play another another game. <laughs> yeah, that was mad. The, the atmosphere as well. I just think if they if they yeah. won that day, they they won the league. They won the league. Like I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, Malmue, full house atmosphere was unbelievable. I think we filled our end as well. We were the same. Yeah. We yeah. Filled, yeah. that was all red and white. Um, but yeah, I can't even remember what way the score went. Were we ahead at one stage or something? And then I think we were four one three one down, and then four three up. Four three up and then Dickel did Noah Dickel score. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, it was it was oh, it was a crazy game that crazy. I was I was the maddest game I've played. Honestly, okay. I think it's the maddest game I've watched ever. Yeah. It was just crazy. <laughs> and everything. Minutes was just mad. It was just goal and then another goal and then <laughs> it just turned someone went forward to score. Uh, it's when Joe Scars popped up. It's when Joe Scars yeah. popped up with a volley. Scars scored a volley. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, he's quite a worthy out there. At least two of their goals were offside, and I'm not bitter about that yet, even now. <laughs> I can still remember it. I can still remember I streaming can, on I can remember it. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they were just you, Mick, though. They were, they were, they were just what, me. 3,000 yeah, but... Rotherham fans <laughs> and one bloke stood up screaming at Linesman. <laughs> I, I, like, right. I can't remember much of that game. I just remember like the atmosphere, and it was just a mad game. But see, thinking back now, I just. I can't remember any of the goals apart from Scarsies, we scored mm. that that folly, but the rest I can't remember the rest of it. Can't remember. Yeah. It. I think Agog with the ball, Agog at trick, and then Dicko got at trick, two at tricks in the yes. game. Yep. Um, yeah. How, how good were those two? Start with Agard, 20 plus goals that season. Uh, we talk about Frex being the best player in the division, he was, mm-hmm. but Agar, just for his goals, were just as important to push his knee up to the playoffs, weren't they? He was massive. Nice, nicest lad in football, wasn't he? <laughs> He worked so hard off the pitch. Even when he was like, he didn't get much of a chance um, mm. when he came in. He was playing a game, doing okay. And then he was, you won't see him for like three or four games, getting another mm. chance, doing okay. And then you won't see him. But then when he started scoring, he got a bit of confidence and he was massive. He was just, he just scored for fun. You know, he's strong, he could hold the ball up. Still a bit raw, but he scored goals and. That's, that's what you want to set the forward and he had a good spell yeah. hmm. uh, and Dicko obviously came on loan for what six or seven games mm-hmm. and then went to Wolves um, he, he felt like for as, again fan outside one of our best loan signings even though yeah. it was a short period of time how good was Dicko because it, it looked like he had everything he did I, I didn't play with him because I was injured for that six weeks Yeah, that was the six weeks I missed but Watson training very, he was a quiet lad. I think it was just because he just came on loan. He kept mm. himself himself. But Watson from the sideline, he was unbelievable. You know, he was, we thought he was going to be a big miss like when he left. But say, Kieran stepped up and got yeah. the goals for us. Yeah, yeah. big for us. Mm. Didn't Dicko score a hat trick in both games that season against Wolves? One for us and he's one got, for them. He's got two out of place. Yeah, it was only two. We drew three, three. Three, three each. How was it? Yeah. 
Yeah, mixed mixed are angry about that and all because we got a penalty game against us. Yeah, 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 we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was Michael Oliver, a referee as well for that, wasn't he? he he's gone on to do alright himself, hasn't he? Well, yeah, I really know. Yeah, he's he's done alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still not forgive him for that penalty. No, no, you haven't. You're not good against referees, do you, mate? No, not at all. They're getting worse. Obviously, see the referees nowadays. See the last two, three years, they are. I know it's a hard job, but you need more ex-footballers to be referees. 100%. Just to know the game. There's too many that go on these courses and watch videos of how to referee. And I'd say in the next five years, it'll be a non-contact sport. You look at someone, it'll be a free kick. It's going, yeah. It is going that way. It's, it's, it's not good. It's embarrassing at the moment. It's absolutely yeah. embarrassing. And uh, it's one of the things that that's, that stood out for me in this last season in the championship. Mm-hmm. That the standard has just been as bad as I have yeah. ever seen. That, that's championship football. That's, yeah. that, that's the, the league below the biggest prize in them all, the Premier League. Yeah. That's what chance have you got? Yeah. I mean, I mean, some of the decisions that we've had against us this season. Seen the, seen the sends off that you've had, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Don't send me off. I'm not. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> I'm People listen to this podcast are sick of listening to me moaning about it. <laughs> uh, out of interest, what's the standard refereeing like over in Northern Ireland? You say there's only not many professional teams. The standard refereeing, what, what's that like compared to your days in the EFL? Worse. Awful. <laughs> okay. oh, it's, it's awful, honestly. It's some of the. Like, it's, <laughs> Let's talk about something else because it's yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. Yeah. Um, playoffs. Preston, two Preston games, um, and then the late night one. So the first leg at Preston, uh, again, you started that game. Um, the, the goal from Ravel was an excellent goal. Running, running, down, running from the halfway yeah. line. Um, fantastic run, fantastic finish. It sort of should, it should, but it's not two games later, but to, to, that. That was a really, really, really good goal from Ravel, weren't it? Yeah, the one of Preston. Unbelievable. That's, yeah. He, once Revs gets going, like runaways, he's like a big horse. He just gallops, <laughs> you know, and you couldn't catch him. But he, he, he took out well because I, I know in the, in the past, like, he missed a lot of one-on-ones. Mm. When Revs had a lot of time one-on-one, he missed him. Mm. So that one there was massive, especially at away to Preston. You know, it's a big goal. Mm-hmm. But the goal after that, Joe Garner, my God, I was right behind it. What a strike that was. Honestly, that was one of the best goals I've seen being on the pitch. Mm-hmm. That was some strike, but uh, I was a good, I was a good, I was a good draw away from away to Preston. It was a great draw, but I, I didn't start that game. I came on after ten minutes or fifteen yeah. minutes. I came on for I think it was Brins, Richard Brindley might have got injured, right back or something. I played right in midfield that game. I come on red midfield, absolute graveyard shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was. I come on. I just, I just play red midfield, sort of to try and keep Gallagher quiet. There, mm. he played like on the left, sort of tucked in. So I just sort of try to stay close to him because he was there, main man, trying, trying to keep him quiet. But that mm. was, it was, it was, it was a good draw getting into the home game. A very good draw. We talked about Pringle and Arnie that. One of those two teams in the four teams in the playoffs, Rotherham and Preston, were the two strongest teams. Yeah. On, uh, certainly, 
as, as, as a fan, that's how it felt. Obviously, they thought the same. I assume you were sort of the yeah. same as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the winner of that would have would have been favourites at least to, to win it. Um, but the second game, like the atmosphere, the second game, unbelievable. Say so we got off the bad start. I think they scored. Yeah, they scored first. Then the free kick sort of missed everyone. Straight in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, missed everyone. I thought, oh, here we go. But after that, we just that's that's when we started. You know, lad started mm. the started the play. We knew we had to show up. And then I think Frack scored a header, and then Kieran might have scored. End up three one. West Thomas got the first one. West and Frack got Frack got the yeah. header, and then. Kieran scored, so 3-1 yeah. with 10 minutes to go, we luck safe. Yeah, mm. I know we're going to Wembley. Um, you got to come on for the last what couple of minutes for that one, just in time for, to get That's mobbed by everybody. <laughs> last, last two minutes, yeah. I got mobbed like two and a half minutes, just uh, just get a little appearance. But uh, I think it was just a waste of time, really, you know. Yeah. one in the 90th minute, just bought a sub to make, so he put me on. Is it tough because you've played a lot of time, but then these are the games of the season that you want to be involved in? Yeah. It, again, you, you talked earlier about the, it means the players are doing well. I imagine the playoffs, though, it's still very tough to take to be sat on bench yeah. when you've got you're sat there witnessing the atmosphere and watching them play that game. Was really, really tough. They're the games you, you want to you get involved in football for, you know, big games mm. like that. Mm. I think it was was the last home game we played MK Dons. That was my last start for Rotherham. Mm. I scored. I scored that game as well with Drew Tweed. Yeah. I, I, I done well that game. And then the next game, he says I'm going to rest players for the playoffs. We played Swindon away. Um, and he, re- he he says on the Friday I'm going to rest players. Here's the team. And I wasn't playing. I thought, Fuck, and he's re- always he's resting me to play in the playoff. Mm. So I didn't play in that game. They came the playoff. Named the team that I wasn't starting. I was in Selig, I was fuming, so absolutely fuming, not to be starting. Um, mm. But just one of the things where you just had to get on with it. Mm. Do, is that something you, again, you talk about the comments when you didn't speak to him. Did, did you go and ask, sort of ask the question, you know, you, I played this game, played well, you've rested mm. me. Why am I not involved? Why am I not starting in this game? No, I didn't, I didn't go and see him. I didn't. Um, Usually, if you if, if you name the team on a Friday, mm. you don't. I would never do it. I wouldn't go and knock them on just on a Friday before yeah. a game. I would leave it till Monday. But obviously, he's named the team before, so you couldn't go and knock on us door until the two days after the game, which yeah. we won. So you couldn't really have a leg to stand on. You know, you're gonna knock on the door when yeah. you have says, "Well, we just won," so that's why you didn't play. But yeah, before the before the Swindon game. We trained on the pitch and he called me in his office um, and says, like, no matter what happens, new contract. Like, whether we go up or stay, stay in this league, there's a new contract for you there. I thought, happy days. Pitch assault, don't believe, but, you know, yeah. we'll see what happens. But yeah, came the, the end of the season and we had the meetings and he called me and he says, ah, uh, he blamed the chairman. He says, oh, the chairman says that you haven't played enough games this year, so we can't give you a contract. And I thought, well, I haven't played games because you're not picking me, isn't that? Because yeah. I'm injured. You know, it's, I'm available to play. I think I made 37 or 38 appearances that season, mm-hmm. which isn't bad, you know, considering yeah. so many games because the lads were doing well. Um, but, yeah, it's, well, yeah, that's just Steve. You know, he told you one thing and then just full of shit, really. 
He was. He was. Dad just summed him up. But one of the things, it was good at the life. You know, I wanted to play in the championship again because it was. I, played, I had two years in the championship with Scunthorpe. Mm-hmm. Three mm-hmm. or four years before and done well. Um, but no, that was that was that was hard to take. No, it was good. That sounds yeah. Yeah, that sounds. It was him telling me there's a contract there for you, no, no matter what, there's a contract. And then 10 days later, oh, there's no contract yet. So he blamed the chair. He blamed, he blamed, well, he says the chairman says that because of you've missed so many games, we can't give you a contract. But I spoke to Paul Douglas about a year after. I went to one of mm. the games mm. and spoke to Paul Douglas and said to him about it. He's like, ah, oh, it's false shit. That didn't, that didn't happen. We didn't. We didn't tell him that was his decision. I was, was going to say, yeah, to Tony Stewart and Paul Douglas are not known for meddling. No, yep. not, not that type of chair. It's not Chile yep, or Leeds yep. or whatever else. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, at the end of the day, the manager, if he wants to keep you, he'll keep you. Yeah. You know, it's down to him. So I was one of the things, but I get over it. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it wasn't nice, but it's football. No. Yeah, it is. And um, talk about the playoff final again. Unfortunately, not involved even on the substitute of this one. Uh, again, I'm going to ask you again how tough is the playoff final? You go to Wembley to not be involved after being involved a lot of the last two years. Again, must be an absolute good yeah. cup or it was tough, tough role for you on the day, isn't it? Yeah, a two 0 down at half time. I thought I-, I might come on here. Mm-hmm. I-, I might, I might a chance of me coming on, and then he didn't make any subs, and then I think of like I don't know if it was actually. I don't know if it was extra time or just before full time. Frax, um, he felt his calf. Yeah. He felt his calf for mm. his hamstring. So I was coming on. Like Stephen Rains says, like, get warmed up. Frax is struggling. As I'm getting warmed up, I think Revs went down with his hamstring or quad. And I had one yeah. sub left. And he brought on, he brought on, I think it was, I brought someone on for Rev. I can't remember who it was. But uh, it was a Fugitia, I was Harris, yeah. For him on, so it's, I blame Rez for not getting on a Wembley. You know, he was down. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all his fault, not Steve's. This time it's Rez's fault. Uh, as as a sub at Wembley, do you still have you still got as a squad player? Have you still, have you still got a role to play in that in that environment? Do you know? In, in a sort of help. This sounds really cheesy, but mm. help supporting the players before the game, mid half time, particularly before penalties as well. Do you have? Yeah. Any input, or do you sort of stay away from it, let players who are playing get on with you? No, no, you just you try and give as much encouragement and help as you can. You know, you're part of that squad. I made 37 appearances. I want I wanted that League One winners playoff medal around my neck. Yeah. Whether I'm playing or not, I still play a part. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was hard to watch. Um, but now it's. Any game, I, if I didn't play in any game, I supported the lads. And I was never mm. behind or back saying. I see, uh, I see yeah. you know, it's. I don't agree with that at all. Mm. Know, it's, no, I think I, I think Rich, it was Richie Smallwood came in, came in on loan and sort of took my place when I got injured. Yeah, but he was he was great. He was unbelievable. Too. He yeah, was well. unbelievable. He was like a brick wall in that midfield. It's, he was the he was the one that let Frax Frax went and scored on goals because he was the one just sitting yeah. there and mm. giving my freedom to go and do it. Yeah, he was brilliant. When you look at that midfield for that season with yourself yeah. and Frakes, and I, I, and it was just, I mean, it was phenomenal. Yeah. 
and 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 I would I would think as a player, no matter who you are, whether it's yourself or Frex or anybody else, if you you worry that if you get injured, the, you are going to worry you're not going to get back in. Not back in. That's what happened to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, had, you had to play and keep yourself do well in training, keep yourself fit. You couldn't go out at the weekends and drink and do this because you knew yeah. more chance of on a hamstring or something. So always that's what happened to me. Basically, uh, got injured for four or five weeks and then. Richie came, done well, went on a winning run and just couldn't get back in. Mm. It was half time like Pringles, uh, when we were 2 0 down, Pringles, Pringle mentioned that it was very quiet, you know, 10 minutes of, of being very, very quiet. Mm. Steve Evans had a bit of a blast for a couple of minutes and then you went back, then everybody went back out. Is, was that how you remember it as well? I don't know. I was sitting in the shade in the, the bench at half time with a towel. Oh, yeah. It. <laughs> it was boiling hot that day, so we don't. Subs just stay and do a warm up. Just right, okay. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I think I think few of the lads said afterwards. It was they were surprised how quiet it was at half time considering we weren't mm. didn't play well. We were two 0 down. Um, yeah, they were surprised. It was it was he didn't go off more as much as he usually does. Mm. Mm. Uh, and on the bench, you must have been in a good position for Ravel's goal. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts? As you could see him lined up, because it was very obvious what he was going to do before he did it. What are your thoughts running through your mind as he's hunched over, ready to shoot from a I've mile just away? Seen, just seen him hitting it, and I thought, let's get in. And then obviously it's gone in. The thought they were all just jumped, and next day I looked down the lane, big Steve's running down. <laughs> That's, that's the biggest thing I remember from that goal. Not, not the 30 yard wonder goal. It was Steve running down the lane, pulling his trousers up. I want, I want to strike. I, I, I think Rez would hit another 50 of them shots and would not do what he'd done. It's just mm. one of them days it was made for him. Uh, and the shootout again, watching from the sidelines, does that make it more stressful? You know, if we go one of the five or one of the 11 on the pitch that's mm. taking the penalties. You're sort of in control of it when you're at the sideline. How difficult, but how difficult is that to watch? It's like, sort of like a fan, aren't you? Reduced to almost a fan. Yeah, you're like, a, you're like a, you can't you can't do anything. You're not in control. Obviously, the lads are taking penalties, and the goalkeeper are the ones that can do some. So mm. the lads on the side are just you just can't do anything about it. But obviously, obviously, we're big big ads to save that. There, you know, we've all just sprinted on. If you look back at the pictures, I think. Everyone's are the subs, the spur men mm. that travelled down, who weren't in the squad. Just shows how together we were, you know. There was no one. Obviously, if you're not in the squad, you're not playing, you're not. A lot of people aren't happy, but it just shows there's a picture of all just jumped on them, like everyone. Everyone. So we're all, we were all going to the guy from day one, and that showed in that picture. Very special moment. Very, very special. Ask Springle as well, your medals and trophies from your time, because you've got some more medals and trophies after you left Rotherham. Um, where are they kept? We spoke, we spoke to a former Rotherham player on Monday, uh, yeah. and he's waiting for a cabinet from his dad for ten years. He's still not got them back yet. Um, who's, <laughs> who's that? Who's that? Uh, it's a, somebody who played for his nineties. Trevor Berry, his dad's uh, doing yeah. a cabinet. <laughs> I've, um, got, um, I've got the I've got the League Two one. That's a big one. Um, I've got the hmm. home and away top with the medal in the middle. That's down like the the kids sort of playroom games room, um, hmm. and the League One is hanging up. In the wardrobe with the metal around it, I just haven't got round to doing the pictures. Yeah, just I'm going to get. I am going to get a frame. I'm going to get that done. I've got that and the Lincoln one, which need frame. So I'm yeah. going to get them to it on the next next lot of months. Get it sorted. 
but it's sitting there nice, nice, nicely hung up, ready to get framed. Um, final fan question I've got for today. Ian Frost, um, yeah, it was all you mentioned it, but disappointed when your time came to Miller, so you thought you were great prelate for us. Um, we'll drown a lot after us. This is a really hypothetical question, but if the contract's offered on reasonable terms, I assume you would have signed it in, in yeah. a second. Yeah, well, I would have signed it. I was getting to sign the contract because I thought mm. from the previous meeting I had, that's what was happening. But, you know, once he told me that, because I think, I think we had the... The bus, we were on the bus, we were doing a parade around Rotherham for the trophy mm. after the meetings. So when he's told me I'd have just got my uh, drove off, I missed, I missed a lot, which I look back now and think maybe I should have, maybe I should have mm. went and took, took all that in, you know, all the fans around the the, the, the town and that, but it's just one of the things, but I would have signed straight away. Um, I don't think I did move about, you know, most clubs it was at, it was two years minimum, mm. apart from Lincoln where it was 18 months and then same for Salford. But it was hard for me because I was I was based in Lincoln, my my home, and the kids were school in Lincoln, so I couldn't uproot and just leave. So any club yeah. I'd been to was I was trying to get it in like an hour hour and a half drive, so I I didn't have to move. Um, mm. but I, th- I think Port Vale was only long one, which was which was an absolute track, like a hundred miles, staying in the train. Um, most days, I was, oh, it was two years I spent there. Um, and then not was it not security after that for two years? Yeah, it was not. And then hmm. and then Lincoln, which was on my doorstep, which yeah, which, yeah, which was decent five minutes drive. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was a good one. It's only got the eighteen months of that, but no, that was a good time as well. Lincoln, obviously the club was new training ground. Uh, the city was buzzing. You were getting nine, ten thousand every week at Central Bank. Atmosphere mm. was unbelievable. So just from great, yeah, great stadium as well. Yeah. I love going to watch football there. Yeah, proper stadium, proper mm. proper atmosphere. Um, but yeah, that was that was another good time, another promotion there. But yeah, that, that, I was saying successful as well, isn't it? Very successful. Yeah, successful. Yeah, yeah. It was. I knew. I knew it, when I was at Notts County. Um, they were offering me another contract, but when I knew Lincoln were interested, you know, living in this in in, in the town, mm-hmm. I knew like. They were going places, um, just just to buzz about the place. Um, I chose to stay in there instead of staying in Notts County, and you know it's a good decision because Notts could relegate it that year and like ended up. Mm. So, yeah. you know, I was getting a bit of grief from Notts fans after that, but I think in the end I made the right decision. Mm. Well, I, 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 I yeah. don't think I don't think I moved about that much. I think it was only three clubs after. I was what what time? I was twenty six when I left Rotherham. Yeah, uh, yeah, twenty fourteen, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, twenty twenty six. It was so it was only three clubs after that I left. Obviously, Salford. That was only like a three month job at the end. Hmm. It stopped because of COVID. But yeah, it's, most clubs was two years. Well, I want to ask that when you signed two years at Rotherham, only two years. Two years nowadays doesn't seem like a very long contract. Was that a club decision, personal decision? I only, only prefer two years. I think it was a. Uh, I think it was a club decision. Obviously, Steve hmm. told me that if you if you do well, then we'll rip up the contract after the first year and give another one. Hmm. So I think I spoke to I spoke to him at the start of the following, like the league one season. Yeah. Said, "Listen, I've done well there. I want to stay and enjoy it." What's happened? Um, a couple of months. We're trying to do this, do that, and so I just dragged on, and then I was out of the team, and I was just I just didn't go back to it. Hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, that was yeah, that was, that was it. Two years. Obviously, nowadays, I think once you get to like 29, 30, you do well to get a mm. two-year deal. Unless yeah. you're unless you're a forward that's going to score goals or you're a top top player. But yeah, it's it's one, one year deals mostly there. Mm. Um finish up with a couple of quick ones, quickish ones. Um where we have to ask this we've played the Steve Evans, we've got to ask. Have you got a favourite Steve Evans story? We've been told this, that there is a Steve Evans story which Arnie and Pringle wouldn't tell us. Yeah, uh, I understand if you won't tell us. Uh, I've got to ask. <laughs> it's the same it's the same story I'm thinking of. It's I can't I can't tell you, I can't. I love to but what we're planning on doing is asking everybody who we're in that squad, we're going to get everybody on, and eventually we're going to get Steve Evans on and ask him. If it's the boss, if it's the boss one, then I don't think I, th I think yeah. it's a boss one, but I, that's, I can't tell it. Yeah, I can't tell yeah, it. That's fine. Probably a time we went to um we drove I think it was six hours to Largs mm. like in Scotland for pre-season. You're sitting on the bus for like five, six hours and your backs in bits and your hamstrings are in bits and you know we got there at seven o'clock and we got off of this I think thirty years ago it was the big thing Largs, like a training facility. Yeah. But that was thirty years ago. We've got off and this place is like Beirut. There's, no <laughs> There's this hotel. The TVs, the TVs were like twelve-inch TVs. Which, like, in the top corner, you've got these beds. Were like army beds. It was pitches weren't great, but we've got off after seven hours. He made us, he's made us do ten one hundred meter sprints straight off. The lads are thinking, we're going to pull our hamstrings here and do this and do that. But yeah, he told us as well. He said AC Milan trained here last week. That's good. That is true. Says you should all be privileged to be here because AC Milan have just left, and he used to speak about Sir Alex Ferguson. He used to come out, come out, pretend to be on his phone, no one training. <laughs> Put it down. He was like, ah, oh, that was Saf, Sir Alex Ferguson. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all the time he spoke to this, and uh, he was some man. I was like, he's he's. You know, you say these things about him, but one story about him, I'll tell you. We, I was in Notts County at the time, and he was at Mansfield as a manager. So we were through knowledge, and I'm in speaking, I think I was doing like a, the media or the, the radio. I'm missing two kids have walked out to get in the car. As they have walked out, Steve sort of walked beside them, and like they've sort of met. Mm. And just speaking, and Steve's give the kids like 30 quid each. <laughs> just say, just say, like as you knew, like there were my kids. He's like, I oh, just talking to him. He's like, go buy yourself something. There's three quid each. So he's, you know, that way, like he's, he's good enough to do that. So um, I come back, took the sixty quid of the kids, and I got a good night out and like that night. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was good up there. Oh, he was, he was. As you get all these stories at the time, you're thinking, fucking, this guy's just mad. Yeah. But looking back now, like it's if he, honestly, if he rang me up now and he was in Belfast. I'd go for a pint with him. Yeah. Mm. Probably go for a pint. Obviously, it still probably talk shit and tell me lies, like, but I still go with him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I still go another pint with him. Yeah, I like so successful times as well, and it? it's not yeah. like if 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 we'd have struggled, if we'd just been in the league two for two years, 
then it won't be won't be where we are. The success he brought as well is you can't argue with, can you? Hundred percent, yeah. But he he was a smart man in his interviews. Like he used to, mm. he knew what to say to keep the fans on side. I always thought that. Yeah, he was the best I've seen. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, but no, it's I say if he didn't say me, I would have had these two promotions. So you know, mm. it's down to him why why I got them. So yeah, as you, it's just I, I, it's, I wasn't as you got stories about him not, but what he done for me like it was massive. Mm. He, did, he did a good job of it. We complained we had Alan Stubbs a couple of years later and he just didn't engage with the fans at all. He just, mm. it, it was something like, why, yes, why, you don't, why don't you clap the fans? I says, well, yeah. why would I need to? Steve Evans was a polar opposite to that. He, couldn't, yeah. he just yeah. played up to the fans and it, yeah. it, it earns your time. If, if you're as a manager and you're struggling a bit, but you've got the fans on side, it gives you a bit of a yeah. bit. It takes pressure yeah. off, doesn't it? Listen, the, the fa- any football club, the fans are the biggest thing. See your fans want you to that club as manager, they'll put pressure on the board and chairman. Yeah. Social media nowadays, booing at the games. Big Steve is Steve is a smart man. Very mm. smart. Stubbs went out of his way to be the completely the opposite, didn't it? Yeah, weird yeah, guy. Was, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, then Kenny Jacket came in for three weeks and I think he wasn't happy with I remember speaking to a few lads that he was promised like there'd be new training facilities, like the building there. Mm. They had like little huts. Yeah. He was promised to be getting this and now the budget or something like this or players and he just didn't get them. He just after three weeks he's like, Oh well, see isn't gone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well it, it, I think with the there's very now a structure in place, but I think it came out of the transfer budget, effectively. I think Warney had to push for it to come out of the transfer budget, sort of. Um but for the facilities now. For the for the for the yeah, there's a structure at the, at the state at the training yeah. ground now and and the, to improve the pitches. I might be wrong, but I think that mm. came out of the League One, not last time, the time before League One, yeah, effectively transfer budget type thing. Cause well, it needed so, to come from somewhere. I was told when I signed, I signed in the July. I was told by September we'll be on a new training ground out beside Sheffield. No, it's still there. The ground's still there. there. Yeah, the sign's still there. It says Rotherham United Training Ground, but the grass is about six feet long. Was it? uh, It's just (laughs) nothing else there. I was was promised that, but that didn't mean much to me anyway. I just thought of me around the train. Um, Final question, which we all want to know. What is your favourite Rotherham United memory? Uh, I think we can probably guess, but what is the... the, If there's a bit one moment that stands out. Um, Personally or just as a whole for the team? Uh, I'll go both. I'll go personal first. So two questions. Two questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I think for me, the not, not only the goal to score, but I think the League 2, the last day, just seeing Frax score that goal in the fans, going mm. towards me. That was a memory. Also, the, the, the Sheffield Wednesday game. Do you remember that? The Carling Cup? In the, the Cup, Car- yeah. Cup. The Pings, the Pink Power scored out worldly. Frack scored a worldly as well. Did uh, Mick miss that game? <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was the best atmosphere at home. It was amazing that night. Yeah. That I've, I've played on. That was some night. Um, I think as a team, I think the whole, the whole two years I was there, mm. just from, from day one till the very last day, it was just 
just unbelievable for me. Um, just to get them two promotions, you know, not many players can look back after mm-hmm. Finnish football and say I had promotion to League Two and then promotion to League One back to back. So not many players can do that and probably enough to, to say I've done that rather. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. We love to love to hear when people have had a good time at Rotherham. Yeah, we we well, enjoyed it as well. So it was the it was the best two years of my my career looking back now, it definitely was, you know, great lads, great fans. No, I haven't mentioned the fans yet. The fans are with me were unbelievable. Absolutely mm. top class. They they were a massive part of why we got that back to back motions. Every mm. week you had eight, nine, ten thousand fans at home. Even the way fans you had you had I think we filled most of the way grounds. Mm. You know, when we went we took we took big numbers, great atmospheres. Obviously it helps when you're winning games and you're up near the top, you are going to get more yeah. fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as it was tough times during that League Two season, we, were, we weren't playing well, and they did, they did keep showing up and supporting us. Mm. Yeah, we, 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 again, we talked to the, some players from 1996, were first players that ever played at Wembley, and they said so they were the same the fans, it just sort of sticks with them. A club, I have imagined a lot of clubs like this, but if you're successful for them, you, you're remembered for almost forever, you become, you know, part yeah. of the club's history don't you and it's yeah, fans fans love it yeah yeah you don't you don't see a player that scores 40 goals a season and the team gets relegated they don't get spoke about you know but you get promotion yeah. and then promotion again you look back i'll, I'll look back in our 10 15 years time sitting in a pub you know speaking to my, my kids about it you know so <laughs> it's it's memories you know it's they don't last forever in football you know it's a short career mm. and for me to do that you know i'm, I'm proud of it, you know Mm. I think it should be. I, I think it's brilliant. Make anything else you want to ask? No, I mean we've 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 talked about that these two seasons now for what feels like for, for certainly for myself and Matt for for, for the last three or four weeks, and it mm-hmm. it just keeps bringing yeah. back more and more memories. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 it's one of the things from our from our point of view, certainly as a fan's point of view, is to is to the, the fact that the players enjoyed it just as much. Yeah. Which sounds a bit mm. stupid, really, but because I think yeah, it's it's just a job, really, but. It's our club, and the fact that players are coming back and back to us and saying that those were probably two or three of my best years of my career. Yeah, yeah, it's phenomenal. It is not, Ozzy. It's it's it was just it was the best two years of my, of my career. Obviously, it's the, the the squad. Every every person there's no bad eggs in that squad. Mm. League mm. to your league one, everyone was just together. We had all different kinds of lads, you know, we had lads that were quiet, but, you know, you'd speak to, you had our lads, like, out every Tuesday and Saturdays after games, you know, Prince, absolutely, he had a, he had to pay rent in Fiber Rooms one stage. There was Prince, uh, Hitch, Tom Hitchcock, and mm. who's on, Miles Addison. Oh, yeah, you mentioned him, yeah. M3 stayed together, and you guarantee on a Tuesday, if we won on a Tuesday, they'd be in February and a Saturday, <laughs> my club. Honestly, but it's just a great, it's a great time, just thinking back now. Like it's, I think it's the first I've spoken about it, like in a mm. podcast or anything, about the two years or other. That would bring back memories, Google. Good, fantastic to do that. We've we, we, we really, really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. No problem, my pleasure. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, and thank you, Michael Connor, again. We very, very, very much appreciate it. Cheers, mate. No problem, boys.
Precious. 